episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. It is here. This is the Super Bowl preview show, and I got two guys joining me. We got our resident Niners fan, Cam, and the ever-disappointing Bills fan with Keegan. Uh, Keegan, I'll start with you. How disappointing is it to be in the same conference as Pat Mahomes? Uh, It sucks. Because it doesn't matter <laughs> when you got a quarterback or, you know, how much time you give him on the clock. It just doesn't matter. He's got some uh, voodoo magic. So at this point, just kind of accept that. Just watch my quarterback play at Pebble Beach every year, not the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, I mean, as someone who's also a fan of an AFC team, not a fan that as soon as Brady leaves, we get Mahomes and his run of greatness. And then we get Cam, who's stuck in the NFC, where somehow Brock Purdy might be the best NFC quarterback we have right now. So, uh, no, ain't no might. You ain't no might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Cam, we're back four years later. Chiefs, Niners. Is our, are we going to get a different outcome, hopefully, this time? <laughs> I really hope so. And I think piggybacking on what you guys were saying earlier. The key to beating Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl is you need a late-round quarterback. So Kyle Shanahan knows that, and he's going to win this time. The full (laughs) preview of the game in a little bit. Uh, But yeah, this episode, obviously a lot happening still in the NFL world. So we'll start off with... One coaching hire, move on to some NFL award talk, NFL Hall of Fame. Then we'll dive into everything Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah, so the one coaching hire that has happened coordinator-wise anyways, it is official. The Chargers are bringing in Greg Roman to be their new offensive coordinator. Obviously, Roman has experience with Jim Harbaugh before as he was the Niners offensive coordinator back when Jim was the Niners head coach. Um... This is my first hire that the Chargers have done since Harbaugh, where I'm like, it's okay. Like, really. I don't... He's a great run game coordinator, but we've seen the quarterbacks that he's had. He's had Kaepernick, he's had Ty God, and he's had Lamar. He has a guy with Justin Herbert who does not have as much of a running threat. But... I don't know. It's an okay hire in my mind. Still got good legs to get him moving. Like it's just going to give another dyna, uh, another option for that offense where it's just not, you know, Keenan <laughs> Allen down there somewhere. It's just, and I think I, I think the, he just gives him another option. I think it's a good hire. Yeah, the big thing too, like Greg Roman's always been able to come in and implement a great system. His issue is that he never adapted over the years. Mm-hmm. And, like, we saw what happened with Lamar when Greg Roman's offense really took hold. I mean, that's when he won his first MVP. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he can get you there. It's just it's he could be a little stubborn when things stop working instead of adapting, just trying to force the same thing down the other team's throat when they know it's coming. Doesn't always happen. But for the first two years. Yeah, now I'm I'm very interested to see 
the Chargers and Herbert do start using his athletic ability more because we haven't seen that since Oregon, basically. Um, him using his legs, and I'm sure that he will get involved. And interesting to see what that team looks like in general. Uh, got a whole offseason talk about that, though. Let's get into some of these NFL awards. Uh, we're going to make this fairly quick, as quick as possible anyways. But um, So we're going to cover both rookies of the year, coach of the year, offensive player, defensive player, and then MVP. The way that the NFL does it now is they have one to five nominees and you just rank those guys. It's like a Heisman ballot, so it's not just like this guy's the check off the X. So we're going to basically fill out our own ballots here. Um, I guess let's just start off with uh, with coach of the year. So the five nominees being uh, D'Amico Ryans, Kevin Stefanski, Dan Campbell, uh, John Harbaugh, and Kyle Shanahan. Are we all in consensus, do we think, of who's going to win the award? Do we think we're in consensus anyways? Uh, with Cameron, you never know. Uh-huh. I, I think I think we have the <laughs> the same guy here for Coach of the Year. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll rattle off my my five to one just quickly. So at five, I got Kyle Shanahan, four John Harbaugh, three Dan Campbell, two D'Amico Ryan's, and one Kevin Stefanski. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you guys go rattle off yours quick. We can talk about whatever we need to talk about once you say them. Uh, I don't need to spend a lot of time here. Your top three is right. Shannon's better than Michael. Next. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate there. Stefanski making the playoffs with a 50-year-old at quarterback. No. Yeah. I don't think much more he said. Demico Ryan's did a great job, but he's also got a, a stud at quarterback. Great yeah. offense now. So if it went to him, I really yeah. wouldn't lose sleep anyways. I think all three of the top no. three guys have like very solid cases. Yeah. And like all could win in any given year. It just happens to be their own against each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, I mean completely agreed in what you said, Keeg. Like the fact that the Browns were on their fourth string quarterback and that fourth string quarterback was Joe Flacco off the couch and like offensive line injuries and no Nick Chubb. It's it could only go to him. It's um, funny. I remember this discussion. Yeah, but it didn't go my way. But it's okay. I digress. Well, yeah, it's because you have the best quarterback in the NFC, don't you? <laughs> we didn't know that last. Time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, move on to defensive rookie of the year. So the nominees we got: Will Anderson, Kobe Turner, Jalen Carter, Joey Porter Jr., and Devon Witherspoon. Uh, I'll quickly go my five to one: Joey Porter Jr., Devon, Jalen Turner, and then Will Anderson winning the award. This one is like a discrepancy between us, but I think that it's Will Anderson's award to lose this year I'm not mad at it yeah I would just have Will Anderson one and then kind of whatever order you want two, two to five there like that card yeah. was great at the start there but just like the rest of the Eagles team later on in the season just mm. just complete fall off yeah exactly That's agreed nice. yep agreed one guy started hot faded the other guy started kind of slow and got better every, every game so mm-hmm. Pick your poison. I don't really care. 
And I think no. there's a pretty big um, I will shout out. Yeah, uh, I will give a shout out to Kobe Turner. Uh, really, no one. I mean, he was an afterthought in the draft. I think he was like a later round pick, and he absolutely turned it on. Obviously, playing opposite Aaron Donald makes it a little easier on you, but he had quietly a very, very good season for the Rams. Um, on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think this is also one of the ones where. It's really between two guys at the top, uh, with that being Puka Nakua and C.J. Stroud, but the other nominees, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, and B. John Robinson. Um, again, I'll go my 5-1 to one quickly. We got B. John, Laporta, Gibbs. I got C.J. Stroud at number two, and Puka Nakua winning the award. The only reason I have Puka winning over Stroud, obviously Stroud was incredible this year, was in MVP conversations at some point, but... Puka Nakua literally broke a rookie receiving record that hasn't been touched for almost 60 years, I think, or something like that. Uh, and if you break an award like that, I feel like that should give you the nod for rookie of the year. But this one's going to be close, I think. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the voting is going to be for the top two there. Like, I don't think there's any doubt it's, it's either Puka or it's Stroud. It's probably going to be Stroud because everything's just so quarterback-driven. I think at three, I'd have Laporta. Yep. And then four, I'd have Gibbs. And then five out of Bijan. I don't need to say anything. Keegan took the words out of my mouth. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I struggled with the three, four of where to put the two Lions guys. I mean, I don't think it really matters at the end of the day because neither of them are going to win the award. So uh, we will keep going now. Uh, Offensive player of the year, we got CMC, we got CD Lamb, Tyreek, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. Um, I kind of just hate that quarterbacks can be nominated for this award. That's what MVP is for. Offensive player of the year, not for you. So I got Dak at five, Lamar at four, CD at three, Tyreek at two, and then CMC at one. I think Tyreek had a real chance to win the award. Um, and but the last month of the season for him and the Dolphins was an absolute disaster. So CMC gets the nod. What, that's his second offensive player of the year now? No, he's never won. He didn't win one at the Panthers? Nope. Damn. Okay. Well, CMC gets his first offensive player of the year then. Well, I'm going to go look at his stats because I don't know who fucking won that award then. <laughs> Pretty sure. Because they were joking on, uh, yeah. I think it was first take or first things first or whatever, that McCaffrey has never won anything since he was Gatorade High School Player of the Year. Um, yeah, you are you are correct. He has not won. He has not won shit. Okay. Good mm -hmm. to know. Good to know. Uh, oh, I think it was the 2019 year, and that was the year that Todd Gurley won, which yeah. – Fair that fair that he won that year. Um, yeah. I I feel like we all have CMC winning though. Yeah, I've got the exact same order that you yeah. said. Yeah, Dakota nice. last, CMC won. It's all yeah. that matters. There we go. Scoring a touchdown in every game is going to do that for you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Defensive Player of the Year now. Uh, 
I think this is the only award where I don't know who's going to win. Obviously, we know that it's going to be between Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and Micah Parsons. The other nominees, Max Crosby and Deron Bland. Uh, I'm just happy that I have a future on Garrett, Watt, and Parsons. So, should be coming away with money after tonight, all to spend on the Super Bowl. But, uh... My five, I got Deron Bland last, Micah Parsons four, Max Crosby three, TJ Watt two, and then Miles Garrett one. I just think that the voter fatigue with TJ Watt, I think TJ Watt probably deserves to win the award, but Miles Garrett deserves to get a defensive player of the year award at some point. It's kind of like the Norris in hockey where it always went to the defenseman who should have won it last year. Exactly. He's got to be due at some point. So I think Garrett gets it, but... I think that it can go to any of those top three guys, really. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Bland, I guess Bland last, you know, what is it, six pick sixes what he had this year. Yeah. Yeah. And his I mean, first eight weeks and fucking nothing yeah. the rest of the season. Yeah. Burnt toast. <laughs> cool story to start, but yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting, too, because like yeah. with Bland, he kind of took over that Trayvon Diggs role. Where it's just like the Cowboys always seem to have that ball corner, and I think that's a big part of this whole system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see uh, him get his recognition for the record, but that's as far as it goes for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, who do you guys have winning? Uh, no, I'll go to do what. It should be Watt, but I think it'll be Garrett. Fight that. Yeah. Yeah, either way. I don't, yeah. Should be what? Because of the fucking bias in the media, but I think at the end of the day, it will whiff on my screen. think we're okay, though, so let's just keep rolling. And finally, on to MVP. We are on to MVP now. Uh, we all know who's going to Lamar is going to be two-time MVP in this league. But the other nominees are Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, CMC, and Josh Allen. And I have them in that order. Dak Prescott, number five, Brock Purdy, four, CMC, three, and Josh Allen, number two, with obviously Lamar winning. Um, I don't think I really need to explain anything there. Maybe CMC over Purdy, but yeah, no, I don't really I, feel I, like I need to explain yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Quarterbacks are just so damn important. Now I would have you know, McCaffrey's great, obviously, but I think I would have him last out of all those five. Just just because quarterbacks yeah. are so important. Actually, you know what? Dak last, CMC four. There you, there, no. there you go. There you go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> I will say though, one thing I want to say here, and I still think he's going to win it, and I'd probably say he deserves it, but I find it really fun. Lamar's just been such a runaway favorite, and he's not leading the league in any major passing category. Like, he's about to win MVP with, like, 25 passing touchdowns. Yeah, like, like his... (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, like, his... Between, like, this MVP and, like, his 2019 MVP, it's night and day. Like, if you were to just compare those two years, you would think that Lamar, like is bad. Now, not bad, but, like, he fell off kind of thing. If you look at if it, he just did it, like, just based on stats, but, uh, he's going to be, like, one of the worst MVPs ever. 
100%. Probably. <laughs> and I think like, part of that, no, it line, was, like, if you took away the name and just looked at numbers, like, it's, it's brutal. But mm-hmm. he's going to win the quarterback in the one seed, making yep. 11 years in a row. It is yeah, it was it was a very weird year for the award. I mean, Lamar's MVP season, I guess. Josh Allen probably going to get second with most turnovers in the league. A running back, the last pick overall in the draft, and then the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. So, uh, yeah. So, don't forget. And then finally, yeah, fuck. <laughs> And finally, um, comeback player of the year. I'm kidding. We can move on. Um, so, yeah, Hall of Fame is also getting announced tonight, Thursday. Um, and the finalists are Antonio Gates, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Tori Holt, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Jared Allen, Patrick Willis, uh, Fred Taylor, Rodney Harrison, Darren Woodson, Dwight Freeney, Jahari Evans, Eric Allen, and Willie Anderson. That's a lot of guys from our childhood right there. Uh, one of the guys that I am wearing their jersey, and I will be wearing this jersey mm. on Sunday night. <laughs> um, five of those guys make the Hall of Fame. And I don't know who. I think the only ones that you can say are locks for first ballot are Julius Peppers. Mm. And after that, I have no I, idea. I would say probably Antonio think- Gates probably close to a lock yeah his his numbers from like all-time tight ends yeah probably in but yeah like willis should be in but Mm -hmm. they get in Uh, it takes a while for like these linebackers to get in i find yeah yes no i'm a strong list of like which five are going to get into the hall of fame yeah no i'm and it's like I I I don't know if this year is going to be the year where someone like Tory Holt gets in, because uh, it's like if he doesn't get in this year, there's only like it just it pushes him further and further down those lists where it's like Reggie Wayne and Andre Johnson both need to get in at some point. Uh, I mean, every one of these guys needs to get in at some point, but uh, yeah. Again, I don't really know, and I think consensus none of us knows this is a very strong finalist class. Uh, I am shocked, not shocked that Devin Hester like made the finalist, but I thought it would take him longer to become a finalist just because he is, I mean, he's the best kick returner, punt returner of all time. But uh, I'll be interested to see how long it takes him to actually get into the hall. Because uh, I thought it was got probably going to be 10 plus years, but if he's a finalist in his first year, uh, of eligibility, it might be sooner than that. But um, yeah, any other notes, Hall of Fame stuff, or we'll try to get right into the game right now. I'm good. Let's get to the game. We're okay. Let's get to the game. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, uh, hurry up, score. Oh, the line shifted again. Score says Niners minus one and a half. Total set at 47 and a half. Game is being played in Las Vegas. I don't know. And I guess let's just start off easy. Let's start with some nice novelty props. You know, we'll do coin toss, Gatorade color, anthem length. Uh, let's just start with this. Hey, is it going to be heads or tails? Coin toss. Tails. 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 
<laughs> Tails never fails. There we go. Uh, have we put out our bets for Gatorade color yet? I know I have because I'm a degenerate. Uh, no. 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 I saw somebody almost <laughs> got McCaffrey to talk. He said his favorite flavor is orange, but he doesn't know what they're going to do. I think that, yeah, I think I bet yellow slash green, and then it was like red slash pink. And I'm like, I didn't even know that there was pink Gatorade, but yeah. Uh, and then the anthem this year is sung by lovely Reba McIntyre. I did some digging on the internet to find out some other anthems that she has sung. I think the total is set at 90 and a half seconds. And in the anthems that I watched, she was well under that. Those anthems, however, were from like 30 and 40 years ago, but she hit the unders then. So if she's consistent, then she should hit the under for the game too. But I think you got to go over here, man. This is the, <laughs> this is the biggest stage in, in sports, pretty much. Yep. They, they want to put on... <laughs> there you go. They want to put on a show and they want to make do for an over. Yep. So, longer notes yeah. near the start, near the yeah. end as well. I think I think this goes over. Okay. A uh, couple more things before we get to actual game talk and matchup talk. Uh, Super Bowl media day, obviously, big ramp up for the week. And there were some weird questions asked that should have just stayed on Twitter. Because Twitter is a weird place, but sometimes it gets out into the actual real world. And people think it's a decent question to ask. Uh, one of those questions asked to Cam's quarterback, Brock Purdy. The comparison was made uh, that he looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. If you don't know who that is, he is the assassin who killed JFK. Um, but yeah, the comparisons were being made where, oh, uh, well, Brock and Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, they each get carried by their weapons and it is what mm -hmm. it is. But you shouldn't ask that at an actual media event. All I know is that my quarterback has a killer instinct. There you go. <laughs> there, there, there's the positive spin on it. But yeah. yeah, weird, weird question to get asked at like a media, a, one of like the biggest media event of the year for football. And you get asked if you look like the guy who killed JFK. Um. And yeah, the other question was uh, some German reporter asked Andy Reid if he uh, knows the right-wing conspiracy theory that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl because Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have a pact with the Illuminati and the NFL is pushing Taylor Swift to get the, uh, to get the Democratic vote and the Joe Biden vote. Uh, Andy Reid's response to that question was, that's out of my league. Which, very fair. But again, Super Bowl uh, media, with these are questions. We wouldn't deny it. Nope. Ah, there, there you go. There we go. Thinking, thinking five steps just ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess one more, one more thing. So, I don't know if you guys have actually seen this, but guess what the, like the range for like a seat price is for the game. If you had to throw something out there, I think I, like lowest I think, to highest price. I think I saw it start at like 6,000. I saw, I thought I saw 10, but yeah, it can be 10 too. To like what? 50. Yeah. 
So yeah, it was ba- yeah, so it was sixty three hundred to forty four thousand per seat, uh, which is absolutely fucked. Like I don't know how anyone can like again. It's turned into a corporate event at this point. It's not something that the fans really get to experience anymore, which is just kind of sad. But uh, yeah, I saw that. I just thought I had to bring that up because that those are insane numbers. Can you imagine spending forty four thousand dollars on like a hundred level seat? to go, like, watch a football game. If like, we go to Vegas. Get a couple parlays. Yeah. <laughs> and you're there. Put me on the field. Yeah. Go to Vegas now, sit at the table. By kickoff, we can get in. Yeah. Our, our there you go. There you go. Okay. Okay, let's get into some actual hard-cutting analysis of this game. Starting off with... Uh, I got three things that are all working against the Niners for this coming Sunday here. Starting off with this will be the fourth Super Bowl rematch between uh, head coaches. Uh, Chuck Noll, Tom Landry, Jimmy Johnson, Marv Levy, Tom Coughlin, Bill Belichick, and now Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. In each of the previous three instances, the team that won the first game won the second matchup. Doesn't look good for the Niners. In the last 30 years, every team, the Super Bowl has been played in between the two teams, one team traveling east and one team traveling west. The team traveling west has won every single time. The Chiefs are obviously traveling west while the Niners are traveling east. Another knock for the Niners. And now we get into the most concerning part of all everything, the lunar cycle. Um... The Chiefs are 19-1 and in the last five years under waxing crescent moon conditions. And Cameron, this leads me to my first point. How worried are you that all the odds are getting stacked against the Niners in this one? Well, Jason, I got a question for you actually to answer that. Um, yes. What was Kyle Shanahan's record when losing by seven or more points going into the fourth quarter? Before the season. I don't know, like 1-20. in 20. Right. And what was his record when losing by 14-plus points at any point in the game? I don't know. <laughs> like, he never won as, for, as a Niners head coach in that scenario. Both of those things happened in our playoff teams this year. So this team is built to break trends. And that's wow. what's going to happen to all three of those stats you just brought <laughs> that's and i mean that's the thing i'm 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 right there with you i'm on the niners breaking all of these trends this year because i i just don't i don't see a way how the chiefs come away with this one and as i was looking at props to build like the parlays we're going to talk about at the end here everything is just i'm completely in on the niners i don't like every it's like Mm -hmm. oh they got travis kelsey but i mean fred warner one of the best off-ball linebackers in the league, he will be on him for most of the game. I, it's tough. It's tough, but I guess yeah. Let's just start talking about matchups, and I feel like it will come down to the offensive line versus the defensive lines on both sides of the ball. But I don't know. I'm I'm in on the Niners. I hate it. Kansas City's defense and how that's probably been like the best unit. Well, it's definitely been the best unit for them this year. No, it's like the first game for Kansas oh, City. Oh, by far. Playoffs. 
you know, against the banged up Dolphins defense, they move the ball with ease. You know, same thing against Buffalo. They had no. the linebacker who's going on vacation covering Travis Kelsey. That didn't work <laughs> out, you know. And against Baltimore, they scored 17 points in the first half, then punted seven times after that. Yeah. So it's like, it's not really the offense that should be getting the storylines, in my opinion, for Kansas City. It should be the defense. And that probably is going to be the key for them if they can get a couple takeaways off Purdy, who has had some shaky moments in the first half of both games against Mm -hmm. Green Bay, Mm -hmm. against... Detroit, but bounced back in the second half of both games. So, but is he going to give those same opportunities to a really good secondary? No, I don't know. We'll see. I'm also not uh, trying to see my, them go down against Mahomes. Like uh, I know we're just talking about the defense, but at the same time, it's like you did. You came back against a rookie and Jared Goff. Patrick Mahomes is not giving up that lead. You know, no. as soon as they no. start making that comeback. That pedal's going down. Yeah. And I mean, Keeg, you did say it best. It's the Niners haven't looked like the Niners did kind of in the season where they're just steamrolling everyone easy peasy. They've struggled. I mean, they've been down in both games uh, so far in this playoffs. And yeah, I think if the Niners don't start off hot and like on the ball, like immediately the game could go away from this, them quickly. Cause this chief's defense is going to pounce immediately. I mean, other than Trent Williams on the offensive line, you got mm. four guys who are just yeah. okay at what they do. And mm. they're going against Chris Jones and, and Spags as well as a coordinator. it's going to be a tough. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I go back so, to like a couple of those I, games too, where you know, like opportunist, opportunistic as well. Like with the Carlson missed kick, you know, they go down and score to take the lead, and now it's a rookie on the road against the number one team. He's got to go down and draw, go down and score. You know, yeah. Dan Campbell just way too far in his head, going for it on fourth down. You know. You got his aggressive nature, but you have a chance to go up three scores. You don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, you give those opportunities to Mahomes. Are they are they going to screw up? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. So I, I think San Fran's just got to start hot and not get down early. In my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say the good thing too now is that after these last two games, I do have confidence like if we had just steamrolled the last you know the Packers and the Lions and then the Chiefs got out to that lead I'm happy now that they've had the experience of dealing with that adversity and having to come back in big moments they're going to have that experience that you know yeah maybe some of the other guys had come for the years but Brock Purdy had and he's the most important player out there for the Niners so mm-hmm. I'm more I've seen him do it twice now so Obviously, the Chiefs is a bigger test, but it's. I'm not going to feel as hopeless if, say, the Chiefs jump out to a 10 lead. No, and I think that that is the difference between this Super Bowl rematch is four years ago, you didn't trust your quarterback in coming from behind and stealing, stealing a win, where now no. you've seen Brock Purdy do it twice 
in big stages when it matters in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. weird to say that uh, the Mr. Irrelevant is going to be the difference maker in this one. And uh, like mm-hmm. earlier in the week, I did I did like my rankings of the Super Bowls and I talked about that Chiefs-Niners game. And just looking back at like those teams now compared to where they are like now, it's like the Niners just got better on every position possible where the chiefs just kind of flipped what works for them is now the offense is like, okay. And their defense is lights out where before it was the offense is lights out and the defense was just okay. And it's, it's yeah. And it's the Mahomes factor. You got to take that into account, mm-hmm. but I I hate oh Jesus I hate how confident I am with the Niners though I'll say that it's scary. Another me. another thing too is that San Fran's got to be very good with ball security as Mahomes only has four like interceptions in seven or four games with interceptions in seventeen playoff games. You know usually he goes like one interception every two games in the regular season, but he's very safe. With the yeah. ball in the playoffs, and they don't stretch the field as much with this offense. They're very methodical. They go down and chop plays. You know, maybe yeah. they'll dial one or two up for MVS down the field. But other than that, you know, like you can't give Kansas City any short field. Yeah, and they don't have to worry about to turn it over. And they don't have to worry about their quarterback being called the game manager when he dumps it off for the whole second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, so. They, don't, they don't care about narratives. Maybe they no. don't. You know. <laughs> um. I don't know. Do we just want to talk about like some one-on-one matchups and like talk about these Niners weapons going against this chief secondary? Cause I, I think you could argue that this chief secondary, and I think probably as of late, especially, but could you say that the chief secondary is the best in the league? It's been really damn good. I wouldn't argue against it. Like the yeah. probably back in the yeah. You know, I think you probably yeah. have Darius Sneed on Ayuk. And then, so the X factor for San Francisco for me is probably going to be Debo, actually, because you can tell he's going to be in the run game. Like, obviously, yeah. he's going to get his yards. But maybe, like, just a catch underneath and go get him in the backfield. <laughs> I think he's the huge X factor there. And then having a great blocker yeah. in Kittle as well. Just opening things up for Debo in the run game, I think, is going to be massive. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, like, I think the other big thing, too, is that Debo being a bit of a chess piece, you can find the chips where he has success. And it's like if he goes up against – you got him running through the slot against McDuffie and has, doesn't have success, you can switch him out and find another matchup. You can't always do that with everybody else. Uh, you know, Kittle's always going to be up against these linebackers and safeties. Ayuk is probably going to be against Snead most of the game. Like Debo is, like you said, the X factor because you can move him around and find those gaps. And that is what Kyle Shanahan is so good at doing. So I do have a lot of confidence there. Um, I also really want to see them push Kittle in this game because I found he was way too quiet the last two games. And, you know, when you need a big play with this team, all the skill around it, I want Kittle to get the ball. And, even though they came back, that was one thing I found was lacking from her game plans the last two weeks. So I really want to see that. And I think Kale's good enough to beat these Chiefs linebackers. 
characters. Like, I think they're underrated, but I still think Kittle should be feasting on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Keeg, you said it. I think that Debo is definitely the X factor for the Niners, but what you just said too, Cam, is I think that if Debo and Kittle both have good games... Because the rest, because like, you know that CMC is going to get his yards regardless. But if Debo has a good game and Kittle has a good game, I don't see a way that the Chiefs can keep up scoring points with the Niners. Uh, no. Especially because we haven't even talked about the Niners defense yet, where it hasn't been as good as you would hope, kind of. It's obviously, it's a very good defense, but um, not, not as good as we've seen recently. But it's still... They've been getting killed. You're gonna get what? You're gonna get killed in the run game? No, they've been getting killed in the run game. Exactly. Yeah. Montgomery and uh, what's his name, Aaron Jones. They probably put up the most yards in the two game stretch that this team has allowed in the last five years or something like that. Yeah. Like it's been really frustrating to watch. Yeah, and I I think that's one thing that the Chiefs are missing. I think that Jarek McKinnon got like activated off IR. Uh, he's trending towards not playing. I think Andy Reid said he was going to be a long shot, which is really too bad because if he was going to play in this one, he would have been in way too many of my parlays because um, I think they would have used him a ton because what I've been seeing from all the stats nerds online is the Niners are very bad in stopping outside zone runs, and that's something like Aaron Jones likes to do, like Jameer Gibbs likes to do. Not what Isaiah Pacheco likes to do. That man runs between the tackles and steps a million times before he gets to the five-yard mark. But uh, So I'm interested to see what Andy Reid, with two weeks under his belt, has to cook up. Because you know the ball's going to Travis Kelsey. You know the ball's good to go to Rachi Ruiz. But who else on this Chiefs offense is going to step up? I almost bet Kadarius Tony anytime TD because... Someone has to do something other than those two guys and and obviously Isaiah Pacheco. And I don't know who it's going to be. It was Tony last year. He really showed up in the Super Bowl. But I don't know who's going to be potentially the big X factor on the Chiefs this year. I think it's just going to be all on the legs there. Like I think like Pacheco possibly breaking off like a, a big run of 15, 20 yards a couple times, which he has been very capable of doing this year. And yep. Mahomes yep. running, like that is the scary fact. And like, it's, I don't know how much Wilkes is gonna blitz. I don't. I wouldn't do it at all against Mahomes. I, one thing that's very smart to do. So, but he's a wizard, right? Like he just kind of does his own thing. So, the Mahomes breaking off a first down run, like that's gonna be the play, or just Kansas City getting short fields. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they're going to really rely on blitz. This team hasn't been a really blitz-heavy team throughout the year. Uh, I definitely want to see not so much soft zone. Like, they were running the lines in the first half. Like, they were just getting killed by Laporta and killed by only. Like, that first half, I was ready to fire Steve Wilkes at halftime for that game plan. I was pissed. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> like I said, you can do that against a really young, experienced Lions team, and you know, by the fucking grace of God, you got away with it. But you do that against the Chiefs, and 
you're not going to make those mistakes. You know what I mean? So you got to really button that up. And they've been talking about it. You know, Fred Warner's been saying a lot that their performance has been acceptable and that's a big emphasis for them. So I'm confident in the leadership group, but I really like to see it early. Yeah. Um, is this the first game that Chase Young actually shows up in a Niners uniform this week, Cam? No, I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm Chase Young. I yeah. think that, especially that Gibbs play was just kind of cherry on top, but he's been very yeah. much a new show since we got him. And you know, it was a really cool story and all that. And he had like a sack in his first game with the Bosa, a cool moment. And to be honest, I don't think I heard his name until he started getting ripped for that Gibbs play. Like, I don't know. I'm, I hope so. Don't get me wrong. It'd be really nice to get the nice production outside yeah. of Bosa. But I don't, uh, if you're relying on that for success, then you're fucked. It, it it would not shock me if Chase Young just has like the game of his life just because he's going to be a free agent this offseason and then he has the game of his life and yeah. then wins the Super Bowl and then just gets a bag from who's a stupid enough team to give Chase Young an insane contract? The right. Raiders? That seems like something they would do. Yeah, Miami didn't have any defensive You say Miami? No. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> We have too many. Uh, I mean, we get Andrew Van Ginkle much better than Chase Young. I can say that. Um, so are we? Are we all in on the Niners? Then we're all. I mean, obviously, Cam. We know you're on the Niners. I'm wearing the Niners jersey. Geek, no, you're no, you're taking the Chiefs. No, I think I'm taking the Chiefs, especially like I think we're sitting at what two two. I've seen two and a half, but. Yeah, it's, I think it's two and a half. It's fucking now, so I don't it, know. I just I think it like, changes the, like. Yeah, yeah. On FanDuel, it's two and a half. On the score, it's one and a half right now. Yeah, so like over like come on, two and a half like a game ending like, you know, twenty six, twenty four, like very plausible. Like I don't blame you one bit, but I hope you lose all your. I mean, the sum is simple as Mahomes is 10-1-1 one, one against the spread in his career as an underdog. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 sometimes it's just that simple. If it wasn't my team in the race, I'd probably be on the Chiefs too. That's fuck you. See, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence, Cam. What the fuck? <laughs> like, because that's like... Because, again, when I was sitting here and I'm going through the notes and I'm going through, like, the betting stuff, it's just... I don't – the Chiefs' offense just hasn't been great the entire year, but it is the Pat Mahomes X factor, and he turns it on when it matters most, and he does things that no quarterbacks can do in this league. But I don't know. I'm – again, I'm going to bet the Niners. I'm bucking the trend. I'll ride with the Brock Purdy storyline because if Brock Purdy can win a Super Bowl, that means guys like Tua can win a Super Bowl and everyone no. can shut no. the fuck up about no. it. But um no, yeah. <laughs> you need to be at least the tier two quarterback to win the Super Bowl Ah fuck off. He is a tier two well, guy. No. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, I gave you guys the task to cook up some five plus leg parlays. Um, Cam, I will get you to start off with the parlay that you cooked up here. What do we got? All right. I'll start out with the bad first. And I will take my first leg is Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions. I don't, I know yep. Fred Warner's really good, but it's Travis Kelsey. We've never seen anybody shut him down. So, and I yep. know that in yep. clutch moments, Mahomes is going to where he trusts the most. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, Kelsey over six and a half is my first leg. Um, I'll ride the uh, hype train of last week, and we're going to go Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. I think especially to, like, this is maybe just me getting too far into it, but I think after last week's performance, there could be a – Kyle might dial up some runs for Purdy the first two drives of the game just to get into their heads and then yeah. lay off it with some nice play action going down the rest of the way because it's on their minds right you just had so many great rush plays last week. You bring it in early and make it seem like it's part of your game plan and then back off. 12 and a half is not fair to get for, you know, two or three runs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'll go with the easy leg. I threw in a McCaffrey touchdown because I didn't know what the fifth leg should be. Um, <laughs> it's an easy one. Yeah. Uh, good value. Minus 230? Come on. Yeah. It should be like minus 350. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great though. Then uh, the la- uh, second last leg, I think Brandon Ayuk is going to have a huge game, to be honest. Uh, Purdy has been loving him down the stretch this year. And mm-hmm. Snead's a good corner, but I think Purdy, this is his moment because like he's also going to be wanting to bag this summer. You have he's already kind of gaining that respect around the league. You go out and have a big Super Bowl performance, and you can really push him to that money where the Niners can't keep him anymore. That's a problem for another day, but for the Super Bowl, I think that's his motivation. And I think uh, a touchdown from him is big. And then we put the cherry on top of the Niners money. So, what are the odds then? What are we looking at? When I plugged that into DraftKings, it was plus 1500. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right, Keeg, I'll let you go. Mine's boring. It's not super high odds, but it's a guaranteed winner. So I'm <laughs> going Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown scorer. No explanation. There you either. go. Isaiah yeah. Pacheco, anytime touchdown scorer. I think once they get into five, they're just going to pound the rock that they have been doing with Pacheco. It works. And mm-hmm. in the playoffs, the ground game has worked. So I think Pacheco scores. I'm going to go Kelsey just to get six receptions just so I don't get screwed on the hook there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm bringing the total down to 40 and a half. I can see both teams getting over 20 points here. And then I'm bringing the Chiefs up to plus seven and a half because in case this game does end 27-20 mm-hmm. for San Francisco, I'm getting the hook. And that's paying at plus 411. So mm-hmm. Call your mom, call your dad, call your grandma, ask for some money, put it on this, because it's winning. That's not bad. And again, obviously, no parlays are safe, but 
That sounds like a pretty safe, uh, safe five leg parlay there. So, uh, also, I will be betting all of our parlays. Obviously, I already have mine locked in, but uh, yeah. So my my far five light. Oh my god, my five leg parlay starts off with a Debo Samuel anytime TD. Uh, we talked about it. We all think that Debo will be an X factor in this game. I think that he will get involved, whether that is in the quick screen game, uh, running the ball too. I mean, Debo does it all. So Debo, anytime TD. Um, I got George Kittle over 49 and a half yards. I also think, again, Cameron, I'm kind of on the opposite page of you. I think that Ayuk is going to have not a quiet game, but not be one of those Ayuk games where he goes off for like 100 whatever plus yards. And I think Kittle will need to get involved Kittle over 49 and a half yards plus rushing yards uh, on the alt line there. I think CMC is going to have a field day running the ball. I'm, uh, I got Debo Samuel over four and a half receptions. Again, I don't think that I don't think that Debo will get involved early in a quick passing game in motion, setting up screens for him. So over four and a half Debo receptions. And my final leg, uh, this is just quietly kept jumping up. Oh, is my voice being all all weird? Is it bad? Or robotic a bit just there. keep going? I think you're good to keep going. Yeah, you're good now, yeah, yeah. But like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's not awful. Couple, okay. Spurs, uh, yeah, but... so the final, yeah, final, final leg, which is, it is what it is. No one really listens anyway, so we'll just keep going. Um, but yeah, so the final leg of the parlay, we got MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling over 20 and a half yards. Uh, and this, it's it's kept climbing basically since at the start of the week. Now, yeah, I see the low network bandwidth now again. Oh. Are we good now? No, you're no, good. Sound just don't listen to Cameron. Don't Better. listen to him. My thumbs better. down was for your bet, not for the connection. Oh, okay. Because, like, literally, as you did the thumbs down, I got the notification across being like, so I was like, ah, fuck. But MVS over 20 and a half yards. This has climbed basically since the odds have been posted. I think it's just gone up since. And I'm just banking on him getting one deep throw to from Pat Mahomes. So we will see. Uh, You add all those together comes out to plus 2,267. Um, also, since I have my bets up and they're, they have a bet, a player to have the most yards after catch, a uh, single reception, uh, I bet Bo Bagley there. Just, I feel like that's a bet that you could also like. Talking about the... Favorite bets. <clears throat> I think my favorite bet is Elijah Mitchell under one and a half rushing attempts. It's this is gonna be a sweat all the way to the end, but yeah, it's pretty much betting on McCaffrey not getting injured. Yeah, the only, he's been playing a hundred percent of the snaps, and the only time Mitchell got in is when McCaffrey had that big run and yeah. landed on his head. And then Mitchell vultured the touchdown. That was the only time. So, and this is the Super Bowl. 
he's not taking him out for Elijah Mitchell. And if he is taking McCaffrey out, it's probably going to be Debo back there. Yeah. But Keegan, you're forgetting what happens when the Niners are up by 28 points. Yeah. You and think taking McCaffrey out of the Super Bowl? We need to save McCaffrey for a preseason this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. He's got a wedding coming. <laughs> he has to be down. Uh, God. Uh, FanDuel also has a special where it's Chris Jones and Nick Bosa each to record half a sack, and that's at plus 340. Um, and I also have Travis Kelsey catching one targets at plus 800. A little bit of a weird one there, but uh, are either of you guys being, betting on Kelsey proposed to Taylor Swift after the game? No, it's not happening. No. Even if they were thinking about it, I don't. Uh, I don't see it because I think they're going to want that to be an event on its own. I don't think they're going to want the Super Bowl to potentially like conflict with a proposal. I don't know if we have anything else to really cover here. Any final? Any final thoughts on the game before we have next August, unfortunately? Um, I've got an announcement to make, Jason. The uh, the money line bet has yeah. been decided for the amount. So uh-huh. we're, uh, we're not going to follow up on the 2019 disaster that was the... Uh, $600 loss, but I have decided that as of tonight, I will be getting paid out for my Lamar Jackson MVP and for my Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. Offensive Player of the Year. And that is going to bring me about $160, $170, and I'm going to top that up to $250. There you go. There we go. That's a big bet from Cam. Keeg, somehow on the Chiefs, but I mean, Pat Mahomes has done a lot of bad things to your fan base, so <laughs> I completely get it. I haven't had those nightmares from from Mahomes. He's I don't got, know. I think this is going to be a very, very good game. I am excited. He's got Stockholm. What? <laughs> Might he just might have Stockholm syndrome? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a great NFL season, that just keep getting being very, very choppy. So, if you like this, please like, share, read, subscribe. Thank you guys for coming on. Peace.